Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Meet Calvin. Hi. Calvin won 50 bucks off his roommate. That's because Calvin has the iHeartRadio app. iHeartRadio. Which he used to make a pasta song playlist. I'm a genioki. Calvin blasted this on repeat after betting his roommate couldn't complete a four-day juice cleanse. Oh, I can. The song Proper Papardelle pushed him over the edge. Mm. I love carbs. Good thing Calvin is one of millions with the iHeartRadio app. Download it today and get paid to ruin your roommate's stupid cleanse. Like Calvin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Lineup with Dave Prodan. I'm Dave Prodan, and this is another off week for us in terms of new lineup episodes. Producer Miguel is back from his well-earned break, but with the Western Australia Margaret River Pro currently unfinished, we're going to wait uh, to reconnect with this season's co-host, Mitch Salazar, for us to run through winners and losers, the Visla CT Shaper rankings, and answer listener questions. That episode will be dropping next week. So for this week, we are playing the entire audio interview from WSL's one-on-one series with five-time world champion Carissa Moore. Carissa's episode was recorded ahead of the start of this season with broadcaster Joe Tapel sitting down to get into the mind of the iconic Hawaiian champion. Produced by Shannon Waller, please enjoy one-on-one with Carissa Moore. The good old clap take one. That's right. How many of you knew what you wanted to be when you were seven years old? I did. I wanted to be a world champion. Hey, is there honesty involved in this podcast? Can we be honest? We can shut your lips. And then I'll just say, put them up once. Let's go. He's like, you look too pretty on the way. Get ugly. We can talk about DMT if you want. It's up here, boxing. Oh, hey, Joe. Hi. Good to see you, Ray. Oh, good to see you, too. Oh, that's awesome. Jeez, uh, you must be busy. Uh, it's it's been busy, but I'm excited for the season to start because I really feel like things get a little more simple then. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I guess busy can kind of come across as almost like stressful, but do you like having like a lot of action and, and especially when you're doing what you love to do? I do. I do. I um, it's fun to have a lot of things going on. There's a lot of exciting things going on at this time. As long as you look at it the right way and have a good approach to it and are grateful, it can be really fun. But there's definitely times where it's been a bit overwhelming. Do you know how to say no <laughs> and just go to your happy place and go home and, and relax? You know, that's definitely something that I've been trying to do a better job of is creating space for myself and creating those boundaries and saying no sometimes, even though I want to be the yes woman all the time. So, yeah. It's pretty cool for you. I would think specifically this part of your career, everything's so focused on your home island of Oahu. That must feel amazing. Just everything's happening here. You have so much time to be home. Oh, it's, uh, there's no place better in the world than being at home, especially home in Hawaii. And to have our first two championship tour events of the season on home turf is pretty cool. I feel very fortunate to get to surf some of my favorite waves in front of my home crowd and, and in waters that I feel comfortable and happy in. I suppose for people and viewers out there that watch you do your thing every year, there's this so many stories about the North Shore, uh, but how long does it take for you to get home and maybe tell me about your neighborhood. Like, what's it like uh, where you do live? Because I know you're really proud of where you come from. I am very proud of where I come from. And a lot of people don't know and find it very surprising, but I am a townie born and bred and I currently still reside on the South Shore of Oahu. Um, I don't know, I just, I love the familiarity of my community and the waves over there. Um, I just, I live within a 10 mile radius of like all of my family. So I get the luxury of getting to go over and see them whenever I want. And I grew up surfing one of my favorite breaks called Kualo Basin and with the likes of Zeke Lau and Seth Moniz, the Moniz family and um, Keanu Singh. There's so many um, really great surfers that have come from that area. That's so cool. Uh, what's your neighborhood like? How would you describe it? Mm, um, 
you know, where my house is in town, it's very peaceful. It's a sweet oasis. Um, I'm in town. I'm 10 minutes from like the best places to eat and the hustle and bustle of Waikiki, but I'm in the deep valley and you can really just, it's quiet, it's serene. It's like, it's so peaceful. And in, for me, I, I mean, I get to be in the ocean all the time and it brings me so much joy, but it's nice to get away from that and um, just give myself that little bit of balance. Are you close with your neighbors? I love my neighbors. Yes, we, we're very close with our neighbors. We, we're very fortunate to have a good community. Oh, that's awesome. It must be cool to have their support too, because you're gone all the time. You get to come home and there's some familiarity <laughs> there and a happy neighborhood. It goes a long way. It, it really does. It really does. Packing when you come here. I mean, I don't know if you stay here very often because you like to go back. I mean, for a lot of people that are from here, they don't really drive that much, but I don't think you mind it. Uh, tell me about packing for a day. If you're coming out here to surf or do work or figure out one of the waves around here, like what's it like preparing for a day out here? Yeah, well, it is, it's like, it, it's about a 45 minute to an hour drive from town. And I'm actually am renting a spot out here on the North shore that I'm hopefully going to start spending some more time in since the season starts really soon. But um, I don't know, I don't mind it. I like sleeping in my own bed. Um, I like seeing my dogs and spending time with my husband. And it's actually that hour in the early morning where I just get to like zone out, listen to music, gather my thoughts and prepare for the day, so. I love it. Um, focusing just on neighborhood family, how would you describe your childhood, you know, and how you grew up and the great memories that you reflect on, maybe even outside of surfing of what really stands out? Uh, um, you know, when I think back to like my earliest memories, I don't have many, but when I think of surfing, uh, I just remember going to Waikiki and surfing the rolling waves off the shore with my dad and just playing in the sand and riding tandem. And for me in the beginning, it was just getting to spend time with him. That's why I loved being in the ocean and loved surfing. Um, I loved going to school. I went to Punahou School from kindergarten and graduated in 2010. Um, and that's actually where I met Luke. We were seniors, senior sweethearts. And I just had a, I made a lot of lifelong friends through my, my school years and I had a wonderful education and really feel like that was a huge part of growing up for me. That's so cool. You remember meeting Luke for the first time? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, was, yes. What was that like? Um, Did you, well, was it like you knew right away? I, I definitely was a love that grew over time, but I remember seeing him and thinking he was really, really cute. <laughs> and I don't even know if he, I was on his radar at the time, but he had an English class before mine and I had a break and I would always just like sit outside the classroom and do my homework, hoping that there would be like some sort of crossover. <laughs> um, and then we eventually like we linked up because our best friends were dating. So it just it, it unfolded just as it, as it should. Were you traveling at this time? I was definitely in and out of school, um, you know, have, going to events and stuff. But I was definitely an introvert, kind of a hermit. But yeah, I'm glad he found that attractive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what does that mean to be an introvert? You know, is it is it sort of like you like your quiet time or would you actually say you can be shy like around a lot of people? I definitely think that like when it comes to big social gatherings, sometimes it can be very intimidating and I like tend to like gravitate towards the corner for sure. Um, I also think that just like I at that time and in my school years, I just there was between surfing and homework and studying, I just didn't have much of a social life. There wasn't time for social life. I had to use my time very wisely to keep up with the school so I could keep up with my surfing. Do you think that's a part of your personality? Kind of seeing what you're doing now, you have a lot of things going on at the same time. In some ways, does that feel natural to have a lot going on? Uh, it does. I think I just, I like to fill my life with things that bring me joy and things that fill my soul. And so um, I try not to like overwhelm myself and busy myself with little like things that don't matter, but things that really matter to me. And as long as they're important and they make me stoked, I think it's good to keep keep on keep them rolling. <laughs> Let's go back to the idea of you spending time with your dad. Uh, that must have been a, a really cool thing where was that really where surfing began? Not so much for your personal growth uh, performing on a wave, but just hanging out with, with your old man every day. Was that really what it was? Oh, ab absolutely, without a doubt. Like I, 
my surfing journey what started from just the pure love of wanting to spend time with my dad and I think as any kid I think all we want is to spend time with our parents and have their approval and have their validation and um, you know I continued on the journey because of his gentle push and because he believed in me more than I even believed in myself at that time and he saw the potential so um, yeah I think just we fell into a beautiful routine of getting up early and going to the beach and working towards a common goal together which made it really special. I think a lot of fans of yours and viewers around the world have seen those classic moments in big heats where your dad has that very serious look on his face yeah, watching his daughter in a big moment of her career and maybe people might think he might not have a lighter side does he does he have a lighter side he definitely does i think if anybody knows chris moore <laughs> he is very funny he has a really great sense of humor he's really smart um he's the strategy guy uh, he can hold a really great conversation. Um, he's very wise, um, but he has a big heart. And I think um, he's always encouraged me to lead with my heart and give love. And, um, you know, and he, through the experiences we've had together, I've learned that when you give, you end up getting so much more in return. So thanks, Dad. <laughs> Is there something that hasn't gone away with riding away for your dad that you still feel as a five-time world champion where you're still riding waves for dad at any point do you ever feel that still i don't think it'll ever go away <laughs> like as much as like obviously i'm married now and um i just you know i feel like my team with luke has really gotten so strong over the last couple of years um and it's really us as a unit now taking on the world my dad will always be there and he'll always be a part of the journey he's here now helping me train for the beginning of the season and um i there's something about you know if i get a good wave i call him up or if i there's good conditions i'm like dad you should have been there or um you know even you know even if we're apart during the the year and he can't travel i still want him to be there at those big moments, like at the finals, I was like, dad, you gotta come out just in case it does happen. I want you there. Um, so yeah, of course it means so much to, to have his, uh, his, have his thumbs up and his, his star of approval. Oh, I love that. How about mom? Uh, she might not be on the camera all the time <laughs> at all these events around the world. Uh, what's she like? And as far as just uh, a, a great mom and also a supporter for you. Oh no. I, Thanks for, you know, my mom is, um, she's in the background a lot, but I wouldn't be the woman I am today without her. And um, she's always silently supporting. And uh, she's that person that I will run to when I'm home and we get our lunch or coffee dates and we just debrief and I can really like vent and let it all loose with her. And she helps to reground me before I'm back on the road. So, um, you know, my mom and I like every, I feel like every, you know, person that grows up, you go through your ups and downs and ebbs and flows with your parents. And as you grow up, you start to understand them in a new light and appreciate them. Whereas, you know, you're like, wow, I maybe shouldn't have given them such a hard time when I was younger. And I get why we kind of had some sticky situations. But now as like a woman myself, I can look at her and really appreciate all that she has been through and how she raised me. And um, yeah, she's a very strong, big-hearted woman. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, what would you say you've taken from your dad and what you've taken from your mom that <laughs> resonates with you as a human? Oh, um, that's a tough one. Whew. Um, I think, I think the biggest thing that I've touched upon with my dad that he shared with me is that idea of like giving and leading with love. And when you do that, you really can't go wrong. And, um, with my mom, I think I've just learned grit and resilience and what it means to be a strong woman. And, you know, there were times that she had to do a lot of stuff on her own and fight for it and make it happen. And um, I really admire that. Oh, that's really special. Your name is beautiful. Carissa Kainani Moore. Thank uh, you. Someone in your family give you your middle name and can you tell us what it means? I don't know if there's like a crazy story behind my middle name. I do know that it was a combined effort by mom and dad <laughs> and it means beautiful ocean. And they just, I, I'm pretty sure they both met. Um, I think it was their love for the pool and swimming and the ocean. And it, uh, I'm glad that I've, it 
I've grown into it. <laughs> and it's a tradition for a local girl to have a Hawaiian middle name. Is that true? Yes. Yes, it is. It's it's uh, it's definitely something that as a Hawaiian, you want to have a middle name to represent and stay true to your roots. <laughs> uh, speaking of your home island, you're here to compete, like we said, but there's been something that's completely changed in everyone's career with the introduction of Pipeline. Uh, focusing <laughs> on Pipe, this relationship that you have, let's go to that first. You know, was it on your radar as a young up and coming superstar or what did it become in your radar because it was going to be a big part of winning world titles? It is definitely pipeline is definitely on my radar now. <laughs> it was not when I was a young girl. And what is so impressive is when I'm out there surfing and training now, there are gr young girls that are out there charging. And I just like I just I don't know. I just for me, it was it was never on my radar, it was never um, a platform that I was like, okay, I need to get out there. I was never really motivated because of the crowds and the intensity. Um, and so it's just, um, you know, over the past couple of years, as an addition to the tour, it's really like, okay, well, we got to step up. I've got to step up. I've got to step outside my comfort zone and put myself in these uncomfortable situations. And it's been a slow and steady process but it's been so rewarding. Like when you get that one wave or you're in that right position and you make one out, it's like, I don't know, that overcoming those fears and having it all come together is, is really cool. And I'm excited. I'm excited for women surfing right now to be performing there, but just to see where the next generation is really gonna take the performance level out there. WSLstore.com is powered by Shopify. We love the analytics we can check on the go. A lot of us are addicted to checking the Shopify app on our phones. We also love the automations and marketing integrations with our social and YouTube channels. It has incredible features to help us manage our global audience, including international taxation support and great shipping optionality. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US, and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash lineup, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash lineup now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash lineup. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. What is so uncomfortable about this prospect? You know, maybe for people who've never seen the wave before, you know, what makes that happen? When, what do you feel in your body when you notice that you're out of your comfort zone? Pipeline is the scariest wave in the world. Like after spending time out there and just seeing like the best of the best get seriously hurt out there. Like it's just, 
it's a shallow reef and it's a powerful wave and there's a lot of water breaking on that reef and it's a, not a consistent lineup it's constantly moving and shifting and on top of that you have a very intense crowd and so instead of just like lining up and making sure you're in the right position you're having to line up against the crowd and make sure that you can take advantage of a wave based off of the crowd so you may not even be in the best position actually for the wave which is super dangerous so um i think you know as a surfer that's like the arena of all arenas if you can perform at pipeline and show up at pipeline like the respect and admiration you get from your peers and your com the surfing community is that's 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 what you want to achieve so um yeah i'm I feel it in my body every time I go out there, even on a small day, there's like this, this chill, this like little bit of goosebumps. Um, I have to just take a couple deep breaths to get it out and ground myself and really focus on being present because if the, the second you're not present, mother nature will take you out. So it's just being present and trusting your instincts out there. I suppose for everything we've seen, it feels like the road has been relatively smooth. I'm thinking of pipe invitationals, great backdoor moments, triple crown victories uh, in the digital format as well, where we're seeing a really cool connection with backdoor, you know, but when you say all those things that come with it, the comfort factor, out of comfort, the crowd, the reef, so much to learn, are those moments, even just one wave, some of the most rewarding of your surfing life? Oh, absolutely. I think I I got one of the best ways of my life. Like my 30 years of existence this past winter, I got a wave at Backdoor during the Vans Pipeline Invitational. And I just, it was a moment that I like overcame so much stuff personally, whether that was like a fear or like pushing myself into a wave and really committing. And then the technical aspect of like making a steep drop redirecting navigating a barrel and coming out in a heat situation in front of everybody like it was like wow it all came together and it was like a little bit of a validation like you can do this you can do this even though you think you can't you can and so um yeah it's there's nothing like it it's really cool you ask any surfer if you can get a wave out at pipeline or backdoor it's definitely up there with highlights okay so to pinpoint the milestones for you there first wave at pipe when was it I wouldn't be able to tell you it's not memorable enough. <laughs> <laughs> and then so ha it's just been this focus last couple of years yeah. to really understand the place. Uh, what are the tools you're using um, outside of yourself to really figure the place out? Oh, it's a, to understand Pipe, it is a team effort. And I feel very fortunate that I'm getting to work with um, Pipe specialists and North Shore local Love Hotel this winter, as well as last season. And I actually got to work with Jamie O'Brien um, when Maui was moved to pipe that first year. And I just getting to like pal around with those guys and learn from them and sit with them, learn their lineups, see how they move. And, and actually, I just got to compete in the backdoor shootout. And I was on a team with the Matahi, Koa, Kai and Kelly and like I, those were like, that was a pinch myself moment. Like those are the best of the best, like wave riders and barrel riders and pipe specialists. I mean, the greatest of all time. And he was sweet enough to like share some of his knowledge with me. And that was really cool. I always admire that about you. And I always feel like the people you invite in are so honored, you know, to work with someone like you. I've heard that more than once but how that you like to balance different people's minds, you know, from where they come from, what they've accomplished, what they've seen. Uh, how is that process for you on who you let in? And, and I love that you have a variety of people that you have enter that space. No, thanks, Joe. And thanks for acknowledging that, because I think for me, it's obviously, it's such an honor to work with these incredible individuals who have so much wisdom and knowledge. But for me, it's also just about the friendship and the community and the connections that I have with people that I feel like feeling supported, feeling loved, going into an event or going into a difficult situation. I think that that's what is more important to me than those winning moments that we're striving for. It's like that journey, that day-to-day -day grind and feeling like we're working for something 
bigger. It's, it stemmed from working with my dad, you know, and so um, it's really been beautiful. The family and friends that I have gained along the way all over the world. And I'm so grateful, like words, words don't even begin to to describe my gratitude that I have. Have things become methodical for you as far as your prep for big heats? Rookie of the year 2010, you've seen a lot. You've accomplished a lot. Is there some sort of familiarity with your, your program is, or are you kind of redefining that as you go? I think my program has evolved over time, um, but there's definitely things that have proven to be successful that I've carried with me along the way. But um, I think over the last few years, I've worked hard to redefine like success and happiness and doing this in a way that I'm really happy and I'm joyful because, you know, it's, you lose more than you win on this thing. So how can you just be stoked on life even when you don't win? Um, so that's the goal. It's an interesting balance, isn't it? When you're out for a goal, are, is there any way you can be satisfied with a runner-up finish, whether it be an event or a world title? Yes, yes, I can. It takes some time. It takes some time to get to a place to process it and be satisfied and be at peace and be happy with that result. Um, but if I am able to put my ego aside and really look at myself and be like, oh, okay, I, I can do that better next time. Like that's why it didn't work out. And then also appreciate like all the women on tour, all the athletes on this tour are working extremely hard. So appreciate like, hey, everyone deserves their moment. There's enough to go around um, and I think we lose the joy when you start comparing yourself. We're all here for a unique, beautiful reason, and we're all here to serve a purpose and to shine. So I think kind of looking at it from that perspective has helped me to just smile and soak it in. What is your process <laughs> of letting go? <laughs> you know, what is it? Because I know you strive for perfection. That's, that's your program. And I know those moments must sting and for all that you've accomplished, all the work you put in, uh, what, what is that process like to move on? The process is very raw. Like, I'm not gonna lie, it's not, I don't pick myself up like five minutes later and I'm like, okay, let's go. Like it's sometimes, I mean, I lost the world title after being in the lead all year and pretty much tying it up in a normal season after surfing my first heat in Tahiti. Like, I was, you know, and, and going in the front runner and then I got it, the rug swept from underneath me. And that was heart wrenching. You know, when you put your, all your hard work and your soul and you freaking put your head down all season and it doesn't work out. It took me, I would say a, a, a solid month to get over that one, you know? And there was like moments where I felt good. Other times I just started crying hysterically. I was angry. It's like, you're grieving. You know, you're grieving over this this thing that you invested so much time into. So, um, yeah, it's it's not perfect, but um, you know, now looking out, looking at it three months out, and looking back at it, like it was a wonderful, beautiful year. There's so many things to be celebrated, and I truly believe everything happens for a reason. And the universe, like, it felt like I was swimming upstream that day, you know? Like, when you have someone as talented as Stephanie Gilmore, seven-time now, eight-time world champ, um, and she has this incredible flow with the universe. When she's in flow, it's, it's pretty unstoppable. So I appreciate that, like, the universe was working in a certain way, and I think that she's been able to inspire a lot of people with that achievement. What was it like? seeing her coming for you that day uh, getting that moment against Brisa when everyone thought she was going to lose in the first match in gaming steam are you watching that on that day in September yeah I mean I'm still trying to figure out the new format like what do you do when you are sitting there waiting for everybody to come come to you who's it gonna be right and like it's so tricky because the day you have this idea of what the day is going to look like with the conditions, like your vibe, how you're feeling, how you're surfing. And then for some reason, it just isn't that, you know, and 
I was definitely at home watching it. And I'm like, should I be watching it? Should I not be watching it? And I actually was rooting for Steph because I was like, okay, she's going to be tired. She'll be tired. This is great. So we want Steph to keep going. And then she, she got there. I was like, oh, all right. Well, yeah, <laughs> well, she has a lot of momentum and I'm jumping in the water like cold turkey. So it's interesting because you have had two years in a row in this format, in that number one seed, wearing bright yellow, your favorite, and going in there. And you've experienced both feelings. You've experienced the clinching fifth world title moment over Tatiana. And then you've had the heartbreak the following season in that number one seed uh, to Steph Gilmore. And I also reflect on the nerves of the entire final five when you guys are doing it for the first time. Like going, like you're saying, what do you do? It's a brand new playbook that no one can compare to anything else we've had in surfing history. And for me watching you, it felt nervous, you know, against Tati. It felt like you were trying not to drop something, if that seems fair. Like you had this, you had it in your hand, but you're going, hang on, can I just lose it? I'm trying to, and then you got it, which was elation and maybe one of the best years of your career with the gold. And then to follow it up the following year, with the with that happening uh can you speak to that is that a nervous feeling you've never felt before is it creating this pressure on you that you're still trying to learn how to really deal with i mean i'll be the first to admit that like it's all learning and it's it's progress you know i'm, I'm just trying to strive for progress not perfection and um it is, it's like, it is so tricky. Like this is something we've never had to deal with before. And I feel like that final stay is more mental than physical. Um, just being able to like handle the nerves and be excited. And in coming in first seed, it's like, it's a blessing and a curse because I feel like no one else is expected to win. You know, you're the one who has everything to lose. So how do you handle that, right? Like everyone else is kind of like, you know, there's no pressure the heat that they make that's awesome but if you're coming in number one you obviously like had a great season and now you have to like perform yet again and and show up two more times and it's just it, it is it's a lot and so I'm still trying to like wrap my head around okay like how can I you know how can I approach this so a little bit better next time right because you've been through those both experiences to apply it to this year and we'll end as we look forward to that as well. Again, it's interesting how you regroup, you know, after an off season process, how you change gears, going from that highlighted year, gold medal, five world titles, and, and then you go, okay, can I go do this again? The idea of going even back to back with world titles is crazy, right? And then there's this reset process from both winning and even losing that you've dealt with in, in a short period of time? Yeah, it was, if I rewind to the end of 2021, going into the 2022 season, it was a whirlwind. Like I, by the time the first event at Pipe rolled around, I was like, what, wait, what just happened? Like, I don't, I didn't even feel like I wrapped up the last season and I just had so much media and different obligations that I had to do. And then I didn't have time to really like sweep it clean go back to the drawing board, really think about the intention that I wanted to set for myself in 2022. So I felt like it was kind of, I was figuring it out as I, as I went through the year. Um, and I don't know, it was, it was nice as the silver lining to not getting the title in 2022 is no one wanted a piece of me. So I actually had like, or maybe you were hiding. <laughs> maybe I was hiding in the corner. No, but I was like, I actually got time to like ride my twin fin for a month straight and not talk to anyone and go to our outer island home and spend time with Luke. And it was, it was very much needed after a few years of like grinding and hard work. And it, and then I got to actually really enjoy the preparation for this season and spend a lot of time at sunset, quality time at sunset and pipe. And um, yeah. You just reminded me of, you know, it's so interesting. So I'm gonna, everything you've accomplished and then you look at a runner-up season, but hang on, there was so much to celebrate and there was something so unique about a couple of moments. I mean, you had a 9.5 at Pipe, the best, highest combined heat total runner-up to Moana Jones-Wong. Feel, still felt like you like, had this feeling of unfinished business and <laughs> still you know, recalibrating after such a brilliant year. But then you had another 9.5 
later on in the season in Brazil with a minute to go on the clock in the <laughs> final against Joanne Defey. And you had a series of finals, you know, last year going to Bells, uh, and you had a great presence on tour. But there's something about that 9-5. There's, I mean, two big backside snaps, right? Like, minute to go, needed a six and change, and all of a sudden you just blow this thing to pieces. But there was just this purity of this look on your face. That was like bigger than anything I'd seen that year, you know? Uh, can you take us to that moment? I think you might have said it was one of your favorite wins of your career. It definitely was. Winning in Brazil, it was one of the most gratifying wins I've ever had. I think because I had a string of seconds and I think it was the seventh event of the year or eighth. And I was just like, is it gonna happen for me this year? Am I gonna win one? Like what's happening? And I started that event off with like a 0.5 total or like a one point total. I like just was totally lost at sea at Sakurama. And so to come back and like claw my way back to a win, it was just like, Yes, that felt good. It's never over till it's over. And um, to perform like that under pressure in the dying minutes against obviously one of my really good friends and one of the most talented surfers on tour, Joanne DeFay. It was like, okay, I'm still here. I still know how to do this. Ah, <laughs> oh, that was amazing. The crowd that you got to look at, they're screaming their heads off. <laughs> I could tell it meant a lot. I guess you could say it started this fun rivalry with one of your best friends on tour, Joanne DeFay, because you guys had the final at G-Land together, the surf ranch in the past, yeah. which I find really interesting, you know, with like who you let in to your space. I feel like you're a pretty private person when it comes to that and who you choose to stay with. And Joanne's a great friend. I think you've been on trips with Tati as well, where we start to see like some nice fire and some moments in the water together. Is it, do you have to be careful when you invite someone into a place where they see you in and out of the Jersey, when they see you when you're relaxed on the couch, when you might be more vulnerable, do you think sometimes it can be a disadvantage to, to open that door to someone you might be with in, in a lot of finals? I think um, there's strength in vulnerability, um, but I definitely do choose the people that I let in very wisely because I think being around events and being able to perform at your best, you have to feel comfortable and you have to feel happy. And I think if there was someone that I didn't trust, I don't think I would let them let them in as much. And Joanne just has such a beautiful character. Um, we've had some incredible deep conversations about life and in and out of the Jersey that has been so comforting and relatable. And she's such a sweetheart. And when I when she wins, I feel like I win too. So I feel very grateful I've been able to find that kind of friendship on tour and in a work arena and something that will go beyond this lifetime. That's really yeah. special. I, I see these things with uh, Make or Break uh, with Apple TV Plus and sometimes you see I saw the sneak preview the other day of Kelly winning Pipeline last year. It's like in his house putting dishes away and things like that. And how, you know, for how long the goat's been around and how he'll let people into those intimate spaces. Is that something that you like to do? Or is it kind of like, do you like to draw a line <laughs> between like, I'm here for everybody and then now I'm gonna go home? Is there a fine line there? Or do you like to enjoy that access as well? I've never really thought about it. I've always just kind of tried to like listen to my gut and what feels right. Um, I do think that I've learned over time through my experiences that being at the top can be very lonely or being on tour can be very lonely. And so it's important to take the time to, to make friends and have those friendships. And I feel very fortunate to be surrounded by a lot of quality women on this tour. And a lot of us have you know, very similar values in life and approaches. And um, it's, uh, I think there's a lot of really good women there. So it's its really cool to spend time and get to know all of them a little better. There's this younger guard that's really exciting. We're thinking back to your rookie of the year season 2010, the tour doesn't even look like what we have today. What do you see in these young surfers on how they're trying to prepare to be a Carissa Moore, a Tyler Wright, a Stephanie Gilmore. What do you see in them? I see a lot of hunger and a lot of fire. I think 
um, it's super exciting to see the level of these young women that are coming up and nipping at our heels. <laughs> it's uh, they're they're gonna be competitive. Like I think we will definitely see every heat's gonna be tough. There's not gonna be any walkthroughs anymore, you know, and. There really hasn't been for for a while, but I'm just saying even more so, I think every heat's gonna be a fight. And um, it's just, it's, these girls know how to, they have great heat strategy. They have a lot of talent. They're pushing the progression. They're surfing tighter and faster. Um, I think it's it's super exciting because it, it inspires me to wanna surf a little better too. So um, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a lot of fun this season. It's cool. I've seen you a lot in pipe events this winter. It's been a healthy winter, nonstop waves, and you've had a lot to celebrate making the final at the Pipe Masters. Maybe you missed the priority system in that final, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but what was your takeaway from that one? Yeah. Um, and did you miss priority? Then? I did miss priority. I was like, I don't remember the last time I served a heat without priority. Um, yeah, I think. You know, for me, like, I felt like just, just if people I don't know what we're getting at, I think you got sat on for a lot of moments in that event. Um, did that feel different? Did that push you in a different way? How did you walk away from that? I think there was a lot of positives to take from that experience. I think, um, you know, I think it, it was a really great awakening of the type of intensity that it will take to survive and thrive on the tour this year with the new guard and just the energy that I think that will, the new energy that will be brought. So I think that that was definitely a positive that I took. Um, also just like my goals for that event. I, I, I mean, obviously I would have loved to have won, but I think my main goal was to get more experience out at pipe and to get a good barrel. And I did that. So even though the win kind of eluded me, I think it's um, all preparing me for what's to come. I love it. Uh, what is it about winning that's so important to you? I, I don't think it's necessary. I, I, I maybe I'm very, probably very different to most answers you get when you, when people, when you ask people what it is about winning, but I think it's, it's just, it's more than just the moment. It's more than just the trophy. It's the accumulation of the day to day dedication, the team, the hard work, the blood, sweat and tears, the countless hours, the sleepless nights, like all the work that goes into it. Like I have my daily checklist and I go through it and it's just, I think it's just to see that process pay off is so rewarding. And then to know that like, okay, like I have a new platform to hopefully make a positive impact on others. So, um, yeah, I, and I think those moments really bring people together. Are you afraid of losing? Of course. <laughs> yeah. Losing sucks, hello. Right. Um, I'm, of course, I, I'm not scared of losing. It sucks. I, I, I don't like the feeling that comes with losing, but I know that I'll be okay. And I, I'm not scared of it because I know that I'm already winning. I'm already winning at life. I have an incredible husband who loves me and is not going anywhere. I have a family that's healthy and happy. I have friends. Like I have all the things that can never like really be taken away and like, I'm good. So yeah, bring it, bring it. <laughs> has that taken a while to get to that point or has that kind of always been a system with your evolution on tour? It's definitely taken a while to get to that point. Like when I first started surfing and competing, like it was win or, or nothing. And it just felt like winning was what defined me and it was the results that defined me. And I think through my experiences, I've just started to take, take a step back and be like, okay, like, yeah, what's, what's really important. That's cool. I, I mean, what do you identify, I guess, the most as your evolution on tour from rookie Carissa to who we have today, starting another year in 2023? Oh, um, <laughs> I mean, I'm still the same, same little girl in here, you know, just a few more experiences. And um, I just, I really love surfing. I love riding waves. Um, I 
want to share that love and that joy with others and hopefully inspire other people to chase their passions and their dreams too. Hey, I hear you think podcasts are all about true crime, huh? Well, wise guy, the iHeartRadio app's got all kinds of podcasts. We got stuff you should know and stuff they don't want you to know. We got Bobby Bones, Big Boy, and Lou Later. We got SpongeBob Binge Pants and Exotic Erotic Storytime. We got Doughboys, Two Dudes in a Kitchen, Green Eggs and Dan. Hey, we got ElfQuest. We got podcasts for everything on the iHeartRadio app for free. If you don't download that, well, that's not just a true crime, my friend. That's criminal. Manduka was founded in 1997 with the simple idea that a better yoga mat could make a world of difference. For generations, Manduka has revolutionized the yoga space by providing purposely crafted products that enable a more joyful practice, whatever that looks like for you. The collaboration between Manduka and Jerry Lopez honors Jerry's profound dedication to both surfing and yoga disciplines. The limited edition collection showcases Jerry's signature camouflage print inspired by his surfboards. It fuses his iconic surf style with Manduka's commitment to quality and sustainability, offering everyone a unique expression of their practice. We all know that having the right gear is essential and a yoga mat is no different. Feel the benefits of yoga with Manduka's soulfully engineered, eco-friendly products designed to inspire your practice wherever you go. The Manduka and Jerry Lopez collection want to inspire you to practice yoga however you choose to. And from now until June 10th, you will get 15% off of all products when you visit manduka.com with the code THELINEUP15. That's manduka.com, code THELINEUP1515. That's beautiful. And looking at a brand new year from all you've been through, you talked about that month uh, that might have been your toughest recovery of your career, the heartbreak that you've been through. Are you over it now? And how are you feeling uh, about the season starting? <laughs> I'm really excited for this next season. I think last night um, at the awards banquet was kind of like that final closing of the chapter for me. And it was like, okay, that season's done. I learned a lot. I'm gonna take what I can. And I'm gonna move into this year with an open heart and I'm gonna give it everything that I have. I'm gonna enjoy, enjoy every moment and celebrate every step of the way. Your speech last night at the WSL Awards was unbelievable. The yeah. way you presented yourself, I think earlier on in our little sit down we had, you said you can get uncomfortable in spaces like <laughs> that. Clear opposite, that was a moment that was beyond special for our, your entire, your peers on tour, where you had everybody on their feet and it was honoring one of your biggest rivals of your career in Stephanie Gilmore, the way you described her as a champion. That was so moving, I think, not just for me, but for the entire, entire room. I just wanna know when, where that came from and how you allowed yourself to be in that space. Cause it, it, it was really beautiful to listen to. Thank you, Joe. I mean, it comes, it means a lot coming from the voice of surfing. So um, I was so nervous because I wanted to do that moment justice. It's a big moment in surfing in, in our history. And Steph is someone super special, someone I admire and respect so deeply. And it was actually really funny. I was, it was Christmas day and I was doing the Christmas morning surf with Luke, my dad, and my sister. And I was riding my single fin Jerry Lopez that I won <laughs> at the G-Land expression session. And I was like, how the heck do I surf this thing? And I was like, what would Steph do? And so I was just thinking of Steph and how she rides a wave and the soul that she puts into everything that she does and the joy she brings. And I was like, wow, like, it just made me think back to like, her accomplishments and what she did. And I was like, I actually ended up texting, I think Eric, and I was like, hey, do I have a moment to speak at the awards? Like, am I gonna have a moment to say something? Because I really felt like I just, I wanted to celebrate her. I wanted to celebrate women surfing and I wanted to share something. I wanted to share some love with her um, and hopefully everybody felt it. You guys have always complimented each other 
in, in really cool ways. But that was just, it felt different, didn't it? <laughs> was it the setting? There's something really powerful, I think, from that. I don't see Steph go to tears very often. Yes, I and know. And she had to like, she needed a hug. And yeah. That was... that, what did that hug mean for you? It meant so much. I think it was, um, I think for, for everyone hopefully there, I hope it just shows like, hey, it's more than more than winning or losing or getting a title or not getting a title like this is this is our community like when we when someone wins we all win like we should be celebrating it together and I just yeah I'm so honored to be a part of professional surfing at this time it's evolved and progressed and it's so exciting it's such a special sport there's just like it's like nothing in the world because it's not just it's not just black or white there's a lot of rainbow in it so it's it's really beautiful oh i couldn't agree more it almost feels like too with that moment you shared is it easier now to to go have a heat together because it's <laughs> almost like there is this chapter closed and now let's go let's go bring out the best in each other i think so i mean i as I love and respect her so much but i definitely am like i'm excited to like get into another heat and and like we will definitely both be giving it our best when we have another time together brand new year 2023 going for your sixth world title anything different as far as boards coaches um not too much is different uh going into the 2023 season i'm i have I'm, i'll be working with a couple different coaches um, but Love Hodel will be here for the winter. Then I'm going to meet up with Mitch Ross for Portugal and Australia. And honestly, that's all I got planned so far because we're just focusing on making the cut at this point. I love it. Uh, Tyler Wright had the final with you at Bells last year. And I really enjoyed her moment on the podium when I, I realized, I learned, that she had that event picked as something she wanted to win kind of next to her world titles. Do you have an event on the calendar that's kind of the same thing that you're just going, that one, I'm coming for it? Um, there's definitely a few that I would really like to, like that I would, that I would love to win at some point in my career. Um, I think for me, winning somewhere like Pipe or Chopu would be so satisfying and rewarding because of the steep learning curve. And like I mentioned so many times before, just how those waves scare me so much. So um, yeah, that would be really cool. As far as being the first ever Olympic gold medalist and getting into Olympic qualifying once again this year for Paris 2024, uh, is that bringing more excitement uh, for your performances this year? Whew. I know it's crazy. This year is also qualifying year for the Olympics, the Paris Olympics. It's come around so fast again. Um, I am trying not to think about that. I think just doing my best on the championship tour and this season um, will obviously that will in turn be really good for qualifying so i'm just gonna put my head down i know there's a lot of really good americans that i'll be battling out with for those three spots so um yeah just gotta work hard and do my best since you've won gold are you friends with olympians now do you get calls from <laughs> michael phelps or lindsey vaughn or people like that no that would be very cool though <laughs> uh yeah it was crazy just because the, the olympics was during covid so I didn't get to mingle with many Olympians um, during the experience in Tokyo. Uh, how cool is it that it's a qualifying year? Last stop of the regular season is at the Olympic venue, Tehupo'o at the end of the road. So it'll be a qualifying moment for the tour, but also a serious warm up for the following year in the Olympic Games. Yeah, there's a, it's a, there's a lot of weight on this season. There's a lot of weight on that last event in Tahiti and um, yeah, I think it's going to be just exciting for all the athletes to obviously be involved, but the fans that are watching too. I hear about these themes, Carissa, for <laughs> for your world title campaigns. Oh First, gosh. tell me what these themes are like. Oh my gosh. Is, do you have a theme for this year? Well, every year I like to come up with a theme, um, something that I can kind of return to every, you know, throughout the journey, throughout the season and reconnect with when things get hard or 
when things are going good, it's just something that keeps me grounded and on, on focused on my path. Um, in the past, I think it's been love, it's been gratitude, it's been family. Um, I think this year, I, I chose like a couple different words, but I think uh, power, miracles, and um, and gratitude. Those are kind of the words that I'm gonna try to keep keep with me. Love it. That's perfect. Any Olympic athletes that you really look up to or admire? Um, favorite Olympic athlete. It's easy. Duke Hanemoku. Um, he was a legendary human, a waterman, an athlete. Uh, I. He left behind a beautiful legacy for all of us to strive to be the kind of person he was and just living with an open heart and love, being kind and respectful with everybody that he met. Um, he was always so welcoming. I, I grew up surfing the shores of Waikiki and passing his statue every day. So, um, you know, him being a native Hawaiian, bringing so much pride to our islands and our people is uh, something that has definitely inspired me and given me courage to keep going on my, my own path. Perfect. And who is your pick for International Women's Day? My pick for International Women's Day is Megan Abubo. And she has been someone that I have looked up to since I was a little girl. And she's a hero of mine because of how real and down to earth she is. She took the time for me when I was young and I felt like that interaction really changed the trajectory of, you know, my career and my path in life and gave me a lot of inspiration. She was so tangible seeing her from, from our islands go onto the world tour and chase her dreams and surf big waves. It was like, wow, she's, she's real. She's here and she's like, awesome. I want to be just like her. And you fast forward to today, she's still, shows me that same time and that same kindness and has really mentored me just with her wisdom and knowledge and um, by the way she lives her life and how she treats other people. It's really cool. We've actually gotten to um, just reconnect over more Aloha, my charitable foundation. She's doing um, our first mentorship program uh, with five girls and it's going really well and it's just been so uh, so cool to see her in her element and to give back and to be celebrated um, because she's she's just awesome. Carissa, you're so gracious with your time. Uh, can't wait to see what you do on tour this year. You inspire us when you're on land, when you're in the water, and we really appreciate what you do for yourself and for the sport. Thanks, Joe. I enjoyed the conversation. So that's it. That's One on One with Carissa Moore, produced by Shannon Waller and hosted by Joe Trapel. I hope you enjoyed it. The fifth stop on the 2023 WSL Championship Tour season, the Western Australia Margaret River Pro, is streaming this week live at worldsurfleague.com and the WSL app. Do not miss it. I hope you safely get some waves wherever you are, and we'll see you soon. WSLstore.com is powered by Shopify. We love the analytics we can check on the go. A lot of us are addicted to checking the Shopify app on our phones. We also love the automations and marketing integrations with our social and YouTube channels. It has incredible features to help us manage our global audience, including international taxation support and great shipping optionality. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US, and Shopify is the global force behind 
Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash lineup, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash lineup now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash lineup. 